0: Welcome to Legacy Women's Podcast, where we seek to encourage women in their relationship with God and one another through monthly conversations with the women of Cornerstone Church of Knoxville. Hello, everyone. For this month's podcast, I'm going to play a question and answer session from our spring legacy groups. For our last meeting, we studied the topic of working diligently. We looked at several articles on this topic from a biblical perspective, discussed them, and then did this question and answer session with several ladies on the topic. And it actually got Um, cut off in the beginning. So I'm going to intro it for you. You're going to hear Michelle McKinley ask questions. And her first question was, can you introduce yourselves and tell us what things have most shaped your work ethic, and I actually answered first, so I'm going to give the first part of my answer and then it will transition into the Q&A recording, Um, but I'm Bethany Shipp, and I've been married to Kevin for 14 years, and we have three children ages 5 through 10, and um, the things that have shaped me the most in my work ethic were definitely just growing up in a community of hardworking people, especially my family, my parents um, were hard workers, grandparents, parents, aunts, and uncles. And then just, you know, our church, um, that community was full of hardworking people. We were in a small town, so it, it just seemed like people were busy doing things. They had farms and gardens, they canned, um, helped each other out as they needed to. And so that was just a normal part of my life was just watching people who were hard workers. Um, but my parents definitely also trained me, um, to see work as a good thing and expected us to work. And dad loved to read the Proverbs and point out the passages about the sluggard. Um, and so that also formed how I thought about work. And then also in college, a challenging um, course of study, I did physical therapy. And so I think it was really good for my first transition to adulthood to be hard. And I had to discipline myself and work hard. And so I think that set me on a good trajectory to be like, it's not about chilling. I had all kinds of fun, but it was, it was good preparation for the rest of my life um, with jobs and then being at home too. I am
1: Melissa Edmiston. We have two Melissa's back to back. So yes. Melissa Edmiston. Um, and I, I would agree with, with Bethany. I think my parents were really instrumental obviously in that, in the environment that I was raised in and the culture that I um, observed and, and how they built those habits and, and us as kids so I'm grateful for that and then I think I'm also really thankful for some very solid biblical teaching that I've been exposed to over the years including, including what we were just able to discuss I think there's a lot of very theologically sound wisdom um, that can be very applicable to women and the diversity of what work may look like for us um, and I remember reading in college Tim Keller's Every Good Endeavor and that was really helpful for me I think at that stage of considering what does work and career look like and the, the broad definition and how that can be honoring to the Lord in different settings. So um, lots of lots of good resources that I think have shaped that over the years.
2: It's funny you mentioned every good endeavor. I was just telling my table about that. <laughs> um, love that book. So my name is Melissa Holbrook. I'm married to Casey Holbrook. We have three kids, um, ages six, five, and three. And I currently work part-time as an accountant. Um, and what shaped my um my work ethic is similar to uh, them it's been a lot of my family and childhood but mine was a little different just i was raised by a single mom and we didn't have a lot of money and so just as a really young age i started working um, babysitting honestly younger than i probably would even let my kids babysit um and i just had to work hard to earn money to be able to uh, buy clothes and pay for a car and buy gas so Um, I just never really stopped working after that. Just kept working hard.
3: Uh, I'm Lonnie Schollard. I'm married to Tom and we have uh, three grandchildren and nine grandchildren. And I too um, am thankful for parents who taught me how to work. Um, We started, mom started us when we were about six and I got to dry dishes. My sister got to wash the dishes which I thought was better. We didn't have a dishwasher. And um, you had to do it right, or you had to do it all over again, because her motto was, you do it right, and practice makes perfect, and take your time. And I was always wanting to be in a rush, so I heard those words a lot. (laughs) A lot. Then when I was about 10, uh, my dad um, let me cut the grass. I wanted to, so he let me cut the grass. And uh, dad's motto was, be honest and work hard and you never wanted to have your hands in your pockets when you were working with dad. That was a big no-no. That was a sign of being idle or lazy. So um, they taught me a lot about work and I really appreciate it.
4: Well, thank you. So my first question here is for Lonnie and Melissa. And it is, what would you say to encourage someone who wants to work hard but is tired or burnt out? And how do we balance our call to both work and rest?
3: Hmm. Um, I think that the one thing that obviously in all my years I've realized is there's seasons of life. And, for example, we built a home. And whether you're tired or burnt out, it doesn't really matter. You just have to keep pushing through. You know, we were building it ourselves, you know. So... If we wanted to move in, we just had to keep going, you know? But um, we knew that there was a reward at the end, you know? And so my advice would be just to keep praying and asking the Lord for the strength and the stamina to get you through each day and to prioritize what is on your your agenda so that you can get the, the most important task done. Um, as far as balance goes, um, I did work part-time when our kids were, I think our oldest was about to go to college and we started looking at tuition, it was like, whoa. <laughs> so I, I was working part-time and I remember there was a time when our church was small and, and we were hosting an international conference and people were coming from everywhere and because it was small, we were encouraged to host families in our home. The very thought of that was just like, oh my goodness, overwhelming. And with three kids involved in sports and Tom was, had a business and I was helping out with that and, and I was working and I was just like, I just cannot even think about that. And so I, I asked Tom what he thought and he just said, you don't need to feel guilty about that. Just don't do it, you know, just don't offer it's okay and I just felt so so relieved you know so if I think if you're having trouble with balance that number one pray about it and then secondly ask a counselor you know if you're married your husband or if you're single ask a friend or a mentor or a parent you know how do you see this and you know what would be wise you know to do and it's helped me a lot over the years
2: uh, so mine is probably going to be more of a testimony than anything um, because I have been tired and burnt out and overwhelmed a lot in my life. Um, I have a tendency to think that if I'm not tired or overwhelmed, that I'm probably just not working hard enough and I probably need to be doing more. Um, most of the time, though, when that when I am tired or when I'm overwhelmed is because I'm really idolizing work and I am um, really idolizing my productivity or my performance. Um, The quote on page 117 was great application. It said, our work, whether in the home or out of it, is not about us. Um, God's been very kind to convict me in this area and change my perspective to glorify him and not look to glorify myself. Um, I have not arrived by any means. I am still very proud i still want to glorify myself when i'm working hard i want to get through that to-do list and look at you know go at the end of the day and tell my husband look at all i did today it's like, that's not that's not that glorifying my, that's glorifying myself and it's not glorifying him um, all that to say though that what i just described may not be the case for everyone here god's wired us all differently Um, So I would first encourage you not to compare yourself and compare what you're doing and your capacity to the person next to you. Um, I know my own capacity has changed a lot over the years. So my capacity to work hard um, or just what I can do has changed now that I have little kids. And so don't compare yourself um, to what you think you should be doing. But I would encourage you to ask God to give you wisdom on where you might be making something, whether it's your performance or your productivity, um, an idol in your life, um, where you might be trying to make a name for yourself instead of really glorifying God. Um, And like Lonnie said, those conversations with your husband or your close friends is so important. Um, I think that was great what she said is asking, like, am I taking on too much? My husband has had to say, like, you got to say no, <laughs> um, or a lot of conversations about work. What's that look like? Um, but really, asking God um, and praying, asking God to open your heart and show uh, show you things where you might be um, just holding on too closely or wanting to glorify yourself in it. Sorry, I feel like I'm talking. I'm going to be long, but. Um, I have more to say. (laughs) Um, In order to balance work and rest, uh, for me, routine is really important. Um, And it's also just helpful because the way I'm wired. So I have a daily and weekly schedule and it includes quiet time, exercise, cleaning, time with friends. um, And that just is really important for me to have that plan, Um, even though they don't always go as planned. It's just helpful to know that that time is scheduled for me to go be with friends. Every other week, Michelle and I hang out, and it's just helpful because it's like, that's my rest, and it's on the calendar, but also uh, rest on Sundays is part of that plan, Um, so my husband and I really try to rest. We don't try to work. We don't try to schedule anything on Sundays um, outside of church and family time, Um, and that habit habit was really um, driven by him uh, when we first got married. And um, I'm not gonna lie, I struggled at first because I wanted to work on my to-do list on Sundays. Um, but I've learned it was, it's been really good. Um, rest on Sundays helps me to trust in him for the week ahead and trust that um, it's okay if my to-do list doesn't get done that day, that he, um, he is where, um, he's called me to where I need to be and he'll help me and what I need to get done.
4: Thanks, ladies. Okay, so this is for Melissa E. and Bethany. Um, what would you say to encourage someone who finds their work boring or just doesn't enjoy it, be it at home, a job, or school?
1: Yeah, so I don't, I don't think I mentioned this in the introduction, but my, I don't have a husband or young children, so my primary opportunity for work is a full-time job. Um, it's inside the home, but outside the home, because I work from home. Oh, I am an epidemiologist. I, I, yeah, 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 sorry about that. Um, (laughs) I do tropical disease data and find cases and track them and figure out how to care for people that have whatever it is. Um, Really enjoy it. So that's my, that's my definition of work at this stage in my life. And I think one thing that's been really helpful for me is to see my tasks in a bigger picture of, of the purpose of my work, whether that's um, serving co-workers or serving people that we're working with and working for um, and seeing it as an opportunity to really use my gifts and strengths um, that the Lord has given me for for his purposes and what he's called me to and so I think having that perspective has been really helpful for me um, and my boring or less joyful tasks may look different than someone else's but putting it in that perspective and when I approach those tasks you know for me that's report writing or grant writing or expense reports or some of those things that I have to do on a regular basis that I don't enjoy as much. But I think when I have that perspective of how this is connecting to a a larger purpose that the Lord has called me to in this role, um, my attitude changes, and I'm able to do that with a little bit more joy. Um, And one of the readings this week talked about the ordering, that all work is some type of ordering, and I love that, and we talked about that at our table. So, you know, whatever those boring tasks may be for you, seeing how that's part of this bigger picture of, of bringing order to, to something. Um, and another thing I think that's been encouraging to me and, and could be an encouragement to others is um, just meditating on, on Colossians 3 and some of the other verses and, and wisdom we, we read tonight. I think uh, working diligently is, is obedience to the Lord. It's, it's a Christian duty um, and service rendered rendered unto him. So I think we would be wise to ask ourselves, are we completing the, the tasks that the Lord has called us to, the work that he has, has called us to do and equipped us for, um, with the right attitude and effort? Because I think the mindset we apply to those tasks that may be boring or are less enjoyable is a reflection of of what we believe about those scriptures and how we're applying them to our lives. So it's really, I think, an opportunity for us to approach those with, with a heart of, of obedience to that.
0: Um, I had three thoughts. So the first one was I think sometimes um, we can struggle in our work because it actually can be in a, in a trial. And um, I think we can struggle to admit that because... Um, we know that a job is a gift from God or that kids to care for is a gift or a home to care for is a gift. But in a fallen world, we have work we don't like. We have hard bosses, struggles in our marriage or struggle with our kids. Um, We can have a leak and our house turns into like a construction zone. And so we can go through seasons of um, adversity in our work. And I think sometimes just admitting that like this is a trial um, can be helpful because the Bible says a lot about trials and adversity and um, God just gives us so many promises when we're facing trials and he just promises to meet us and give us grace and he also just says that he's doing a lot in our hearts and he's conforming us to Christ and so when I think back over some of the hard seasons I've had related to work God has really done a lot of work in my heart to build my faith Um, my dependence on him to humble me. Um, And so, you know, hard times with my job have been very stretching. Motherhood, I think, just starts out with like, it's amazing. It's hard. You know, you're so tired. You're hormonal. You don't know what you're doing. And so it's a gift, but it also can feel like a trial sometimes. Um, But the Lord just, I feel like all the prayers I ever like prayed about growing in godliness were like, well, here, I'll just give you a baby. Um, So God is up to good things (laughs) in in your, um, your, even when work feels hard, I think. And then the other thing I um, had was um, God loves faithful sowing, and he promises a harvest. And in Galatians 6, 9, it says, and let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And It really encourages me that in several places in the New Testament it says, don't grow weary in doing good, because it's like, oh, God knows that we grow weary in doing good. Um, But he promises to give a harvest as we faithfully sow. And in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, it says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully." will also reap bountifully, and that just applies to every aspect of our life, like whatever seeds we're sowing, whether it's relationally or in our jobs at home, um, we want to sow bountifully because God will work in our hearts, and, um, so, like, and even in the mundane things that we don't enjoy, I didn't like paperwork as a PT, and they're just household tasks I don't enjoy, um, but these are, are good works that God's prepared, and, um, and I'm just, I can trust God that there's a harvest as I sow faithful seeds um, to serve my family and care for them and meet their needs. Um, I'm imaging God. We, you know, when we're doing that, we're imaging God's character. He provides for us. He cares for us. And, um, and so we can trust him for a harvest. Um, so it's just, I think it's a good thing in secret to work hard. There no one sees and appreciates, but we're trusting God that he'll bring fruit out of these little seeds we're sowing of obeying him. Um, And then on a more fun note, I I get bored when I'm like stagnant and not learning and growing. And so um, I just think it's amazing that God gave us such a, a capacity to learn and grow. And so um we have to if you think about the creation mandate if you think about the great commission like those are the works god's given us and we cannot do them without learning and growing and so um i have i have a lot to learn about what it means to be a godly wife and mom and homemaker which is what i'm mainly called to right now even after years of school i had tons to learn about being a physical therapist and um and so that's what I loved about my job was learning and growing. And then at home, I have found it to be equally as true that I have so much to learn. And um, it just brings so much joy to do that. I, um, there, I've learned not to say, oh, I'm not the kind of person that does that. Because there are so many things I've learned that I'm now like, these are some of my most favorite things. But I had to learn to do them and, and become skilled at them. Um, Chesterton, G.K. Chesterton, he was a British philosopher, he said, if a thing is worth doing, it's worth doing badly, and so just, we will be bad at things at first, but I think there's so much joy as we pursue things and grow, um, and so we will need to grow into what God's called us to do, and so pursue learning, and pursue mentors who can help you.
4: Great, thank you. So, um, Lonnie and Bethany, how do you battle laziness?
0: I guess I'll go the microphone. Um, so I, mine was similar, sorry, I'm not holding my microphone. Um, my, my thought was similar to what you said, Melissa, about I'm motivated to work hard when I have a a bigger vision for what I'm doing. And so, um, I think just taking a step back, okay, what, what am I trying to do with my life? Like, what, what are my goals? Like, obviously my big goal is to glorify God. So that's number one. Um, And then like, okay, with where I am specifically right now, like what is my goal? In some seasons, it's easier to see that, you know, PT was so easy because you literally made goals and you checked them every month and you were, it was very rewarding to see how you were doing with all your goals with each of your patients um other seasons can be harder and um in motherhood at the end of the day you can kind of be like I have no idea what just happened here (laughs) like it doesn't seem like anything good happened um but when I take a step back I can be like okay what is what is the vision here what's the goal okay I want to build a marriage that reflects Christ in the church I want to disciple my children to love and know Christ and I want to create a home that's loving that's full of joy that's Um, full of discipleship and care and fun. Um, And I want to show hospitality to my family and the the people outside of it as well. And so it's like, okay, that's a great vision. That's a wonderful thing. And then I can see how all the little tiny pieces of work, whether it's instructing kids, breaking up fights, repenting for the seventh time, um, you know, doing the dishes, giving the 60th snack, you know, all these little things. It's like, oh, these are all little pieces that are building... This bigger picture. And I, um, again, some people, you're in something that you would consider temporary, you know, it's not a big picture. But um, Jerry Bridges in our last legacy book um, said this he said, Most honorable vocations or work exist to meet the needs of people. God has ordained his word, world, sorry guys, his world, so that people with various abilities meet various needs. We should think of our vocation as the primary path of our Christian walk, wherein God has planned good deeds for us to do. So, you know, your vision for maybe this temporary job or taking someone a meal, it's like, oh, are you meeting a need? Or is it a good work God's prepared? Like, that could be your bigger vision, um, even in the smaller things that, that maybe don't seem like they have one. They are part of this way that God has ordained the world to work.
3: So, thanks. I think for me um, my struggle with laziness is related more to the things I just don't like doing. It's not so much that I'm lazy, it's just rather I'd, I'd rather be doing something different. So it's real easy to do some things and harder to do others, you know. But for me it I had to figure out what when, when I function best. And I like rules, you know, like in the Psalms when it says uh, the law of the Lord and it lists all those things. I love that, you know. I just love rules, so I make up rules, you know. And and that, it helps me, you know, because I know I'll follow them, you know, even if I made them up. (laughs) So um, if I have something that I just really dread doing, like uh, cleaning out a messy closet, then I'll... I'm a morning person, so I'll do it first thing in the morning, and I'll make a deal with myself, and I'll say, okay, I'm going to work on this for 15 minutes, set a timer if I have to, and after 15 minutes, I'm done, and then I'll do it again tomorrow, you know, and it really helps me get through the task uh, with a a good attitude and a joyful spirit, and then um, most of the time, I just keep on going, but... It's that initial deal that gets me going in the first place, you know. And then I, usually I'll finish faster than I thought, you know. But that it helps me a whole lot to do that. Um, and then the other thing uh, is if it's going to take me a long time to do something, I will break it down over a, a, a period of time, you know. And just keep chipping away at it, you know. And eventually, it gets done, you know. So those are just a few strategies that I've learned over time. But my mom and my sister were really good at. It just came natural to them to like keep things in order, and it, it didn't come natural to me. I had to read. I had to. I had to listen to different um, people talking, and so I think it's just you just have to discover what works for you in the home or. In, you know, how you, how God's wired you and how to function and not too much compare yourself to others. Well, thank
4: you, ladies. Okay, we've got just a few more minutes, but for the Melissa's, um, what are the blessings that you've experienced in doing hard, diligent work? Um,
2: yeah, so I'm going to go straight to a quote
4: that Abigail Dobbs
2: said on page 116. It said, um, as she was talking about the different circumstances that people might find themselves in, said it might mean keeping that job and using her gifts to serve others. And, and I read that, I'm like, yeah, that's me. Um, I, as I've continued to work part-time in my job, I've seen how God's used my vocational gifting to serve others. And my work isn't, it's not a ministry, it's not anything glamorous, but I've really seen how just it is serving the companies that I work with, Um, and there's just a a blessing and a joy when we use um, the God's given gifts to serve others. And now that I'm a wife and mom, I can see that the same applies to home, Um, and I can see how God has used me to serve my family. And there's been a peace that's come now that I can, when I rest in God's calling um, for me instead of fighting to pursue my own plan. And that fighting may be, you know, a discontentment to say, I don't want to be doing laundry right now, or this isn't fun. I want to be going to do something else. But um, just resting in his calling for me that this is where I am am right now and not fighting it, Um, it just has come with a lot of peace. And working at home, um, it is not glamorous. A lot of times we don't get recognition that we might in a workplace. Uh, we would probably get, or I know I do at home, uh, complaints because I didn't make their favorite meal. I, my son would take mac and cheese every night if he if I let him. Um, and so just having to remind myself daily that I am working to serve God and not serve Um, serve myself and get that recognition that I want so again it all comes back to my pride um, and what I described earlier and so just that blessing that receiving that I'm serving the Lord here and I'm not serving myself um, as I work at home has been really helpful
1: yeah I think one thing practically for me is just the the job that I have and the vocation that I get to do I I really love it and I'm really thankful that the Lord has me in this, this job in this season. Um, and that's due in part, at least, to school and quite a bit of it. And that was not always easy or enjoyable, um, but equipped me for the work that I'm doing. And I'm really thankful for that opportunity. And that's certainly been a gift. So hopefully that can be an encouragement to those of you still in school or, or raising young ones in school and having to you know help them think through the, the benefit that will come of that practically, but then also, also spiritually, to, to see the fruit of that labor. Um, I've been out of school a while now, and I think one blessing that I have seen from hard work and diligence in my career is now I have freedom in that, um, I, and just some flexibility based on the nature of my work. But if I, if I work hard in the morning and I'm very focused and work diligently, I have flexibility in the afternoon that allows me to serve the Lord in other ways, through service or you know having lunch with a friend or, or something else, um, and so I've really enjoyed seeing that freedom be time or service or even financially from, from working hard um, in, in, in the career that the Lord's given me. Um, and, and personally for me, another thing I'll share is I think the times where I have work has been the hardest or the most challenging or the busiest, um, I've just, I've really been able to see the Lord at work there. I travel quite a bit for work internationally and it's always just as much as we can get done in a very short period of time. And it's very exhausting, but every time I walk away and I get, I get to meet people and interact with people that I'm usually fairly disconnected to from my work, they're usually just numbers on a spreadsheet, and I get to hear their stories and see um, how the Lord is working in their lives and spend time with them, um, and it's always really encouraging to me, so I'm really thankful for how the Lord blesses me with those, those opportunities um, professionally to have those interactions with people, so...
4: Alrighty then, well, thank you guys very much. I appreciate it.